Hey everyone, this is Dan with the Spiritual Underground Podcast coming to you from the studios at DTM Enterprises. Uh, we're still doing 12-step spiritual recovery and looking for people who are wanting a new way of life. Oh, it is the 12 steps for everyone. Uh, you don't have to be an alcoholic or an addict, but if you are, it might be another angle or a deeper dive for you in that regard. Uh, I've always, I was taught by, well, Scott Lee's my favorite speaker he's been on this podcast and he's a lot of his words echo in my brain and i uh i pray that my sponsees outgrow me and uh that might be what's going on with you perhaps you've uh, grown to a point and you feel stagnant maybe uh 12-step spiritual recovery will be the thing to light a new fire under you give you the look at this these steps from a different angle 12-step spiritual recovery is a book by james christopher cone can be found on amazon and go to 12stepspiritualrecovery.com those things are all spelled out too no no numbers uh go to 12stepspiritualrecovery.com for the meeting schedule and more about that fantastic program uh that's the only well that's the only commercial i'm doing today tonight it's always hard to do this thing and you you all just heard my ice maker dump i probably should turn it off maybe in a minute i will um when you do these recordings you know i kind of have in the habit of saying like if i'm recording in the morning i want to say good morning if it's an evening like it is now uh i like to say evening or night and that kind of thing uh and i don't know that it makes any difference to you all but i hang up on it more than i should uh so my guest tonight we've been talking about getting him back in here uh we've we beat it around and beat it around and then poof all of a sudden it just materialized he kind of wanted to come in and be or maybe more than kind of but i'll leave it there he kind of wanted to come in and be on episode 308 but that got past us uh reason being is that his sobriety date is march the 8th 308 um and the last time he was on the podcast well, i just looked it up it was back in june 2020 and i'm actually going to make an effort to get some people back on the show again that haven't haven't been for a while uh mostly just to demonstrate the keep coming back thing and that people stay and that the program continues to work in their lives it's not just a, a one-hit wonder kind of thing and it's great to have those guys come in on their one-year anniversaries and that's just there's there's not a lot more there's not much that's cooler than that but uh i think the important part is is really this is just uh not only does this work uh but this works for for the long term uh, i'm very grateful to have a sponsor that proves that to me as uh christopher will be celebrating 40 years come may and i'm pretty excited about that uh so the last guy this guy was on it was episode 168 if you want to go back and listen to that and i think it'd be kind of cool because you'll hear a different guy today if you go back and listen to that one and that's the, the you know the growth and the maturity of somebody's recovery changes i'm a different guy than i was in 2020 uh i'm sure my probably my cadence and the things i'm saying and most uh, you there it's there'll be a big difference i promise you uh and that's more proof about this uh program working and and the fact that you continue to grow uh if you continue to work it so gross how are you doing today buddy i am doing just okay just okay yeah <laughs> and sometimes just, that is plenty that's a real good place to be for me yeah yeah after uh Pull that in there a little closer to you. 
saying I'm okay. Or you can tilt it too if you want and get it more like in line with you if you want, but that's good right there. It'll work. How about that? Good. I'm watching the sound waves. My little thing goes, has waves. It's a real little. I know I got to, although I did record uh, Travis at the Talbot house and I found a new tool that I can amplify things. Nice. Because it didn't get recorded quite to the level that I would hope it was. It kind of loses a little quality when you amplify it, but at least you can hear it, right? Uh, and, uh, yeah, so hopefully this volume's okay. Yep. I uh, Yeah, after saying I was okay for so many years, not knowing what that meant. And be careful knocking that around, too, because that'll knock through the microphones, okay. man. <laughs> uh, I can't remember. Somebody was in here just wanting to go. They hmm. wanted to tap and drum on the table while they were talking. And uh, I was like, hmm, no. Hmm. And I finally had to say something out loud because it wasn't getting across. Uh, goofy, uh, I'm, I'm too concerned with my audio quality. I don't know if you noticed, but I got new microphones when I stretched they across the uh, 50,000 download mark. I treated myself to a new pair hmm. of upgraded Sure microphones. These are not the top of the line ones. I like it. Top of the line ones are 500 bucks a piece. Uh, these aren't cheap. We'll leave that at that. So there's been a lot of changes, and you won't even remember them all since the last time you was here. <laughs> um, what was it? March of 20, March of 19 is when TSSR started, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, and in that, what what year is your spy date? That 19. 19, same? No. Yeah, March 8th, 19. 19. How come that don't make any sense to me? Don't know. Don't know. So you're exactly the same number of your sober as TSSR is founded. Imagine that. Well, you were here for a little bit before it took hold, too, so that's <laughs> probably what's got me off a little bit, right? Yes. Apparently, I was awaiting that yeah. <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> Searching for that sobriety date. <laughs> yep. Well, that certainly means... Cause, uh, yeah, so it's five, four years since you've been here. Wow. Time just flies. Time is a funny thing in sobriety. It's got a whole different meaning than it ever did. And it can be like, well, most of the time it flies. Uh, even when I look back, like that first year of sobriety seemed like it took forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. now when I look back at it, man, it was a snap of the fingers, man. Boom. It's like ancient history now, too. So, uh coming up on five and speaking of tssr we'll talk about that a little bit you started a meeting at home right yeah a tssr meeting that met in your apartment and it grew right yeah and now it is a regular well-attended sunday afternoon face-to-face -face meeting and actually the only tssr face-to-face -face meeting right yeah and people are celebrating there of various kinds, yep. which is fine. Uh, talk about how that come to be. Uh, so right around COVID, um, well, can I back up for one second? Yeah, so you talk about what a you, pleasure just it is trying to, to lead be you. here, by the way. Well, thank you. Uh, you're not only my sponsor, you're family, and uh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, just talking to you anytime is uh, once we get once uh, something about this uh, once you get once you get to that point where you just open your heart just enough to allow allow yourself to maybe to trust somebody for just a second 
and all of a sudden they do you right and next thing you know that trust just keeps building and no matter any time we ever talk or I see you in person or I'm thinking about you uh, it's always a pleasure mm-hmm. thank you man um, and I'm grateful to be here I, uh, I love your podcast and uh, it's helped so many people and just being back is kind of cool you know just a little one on one yeah. I'm going to steal Dan for a minute here one on one it's a so. little different too you're here in the living room a little more cozy yeah and, uh, but uh, during COVID uh I had uh, was working with working with others sponsoring, and uh, we said, "Hey, let's just meet up at uh, let's meet up at this meeting." And uh, there's three of us, uh, three three sponsees and me, and we went there and we're like, "Let's go meet up." And uh, and so we went to that we went to the meeting and y'all were meeting at the Token Three just token, for yeah, a fun place just to meet just yep meet go to a meeting yep hang out just all of us get to know each other even more. Uh, all, all of us as a whole together and uh, we walk in there and uh, the capacity was was uh, too high so we actually allowed some newcomers to come in and uh, we couldn't come in uh, it was too full mm. based on uh, the COVID. COVID capacities and um, so uh, I said hey well let's just go to my house and so we went over to my house and uh, we had a meeting and next thing you know, and we talked about we talked about recovery, and uh, we used Christopher's book, and we're like, this is a this is a great time. And next thing you know, we're like, let's do this again next Sunday. So word started getting out. And next thing you know, there was five people. Next thing you know, there's seven. Next thing you know, six months went by, and we're we're doing steps. We're doing we're doing and we ran a meeting. We just started a meeting. We. You know, nothing to do with me except opening the door and having coffee, you know, and uh, just trying to love and learn. And uh, it just kept growing. And next thing you know, um, you know, we're celebrating birthdays there and we're just passing on the message. You know, it's just it's just recovery, you know, and uh, for some reason uh, I needed both. I needed Bill Wilson and I needed Christopher. I needed them all. (laughs) I needed them all. And uh, so we. uh, started that meeting there and uh next thing you know about a year and a half later it just got too big and uh i wanted to move it to the world and we did too you know kind of like they really had a great time coming there because after a while the comfortability of it and uh just really people were bringing snacks yeah they're stuff. bringing crock pots they're bringing food you know they're they're uh they're loving on my dog you know and uh they're just really excited and it started to get really really open a really really free space and uh so uh, they just really loved it, but, but we definitely needed to take the next step of moving it. And um, so we moved it to a church and it's been there. We just uh, celebrated our two years of the church, two years of the church. So we're going on a little bit over three years, three and a half, almost, you know, three and a quarter years. And uh, that's a dream. It's it just happened organically. Just happened. Thank you, COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was some good things to come out of COVID. Uh so a minute ago when I, earlier when I was talking about something else about taking the wins where you can uh, not a lot of good things came out of COVID in my mind but uh, but that's one of them take a win when you can get it I also was going to say a minute earlier when we were talking about doing this Ross said he's usually out of gas by this time of night and I said ah when we get together you'll you'll gas back up <laughs> and, uh, you know that crystal you know what that is what I do not that come out of Marshall's culvert. Mm. You know, one of those. Mm-hmm. 
uh, when I told him it, I called bullshit on him when he said that these crystals, that he was finding these crystals. I heard a guy use that joke the other day or say that on a podcast too. And he stopped a guy and the guy was talking about finding crystals. And he said, you didn't find them crystals. And the guy, he said, the guy kind of got defensive. And he goes, perhaps it found you. Hmm. And I said that to Marshall. It just come out organically that day. Just pull, you know how I pull people's legs and do that. Like, don't tell me you found that crystal in your yard. And so after that, it wasn't too awful long. He come showed up with that big one. I like it. And uh, gave it to me. And underneath of that is Dr. Bob's prescription. You can pick that up and move it. Dr. Bob's prescription for alcoholism. Nice. I like that. It's written out just like a doctor's prescription. Yeah. yeah. What's it say? Trust God, clean house, and help others. Yeah. Got that at a big book study Derek and I went to. I like that. February 1937. Four written out to alcoholics <laughs> yeah i like it yeah they gave it out like a bookmark or something like that kind of cool i kind of well at christmas time we had a dinner at this table and i had to clean off the table i get to have dinner at this table and i cleaned it off and then like i had another podcast not too long after that and all my stuff was gone you know i had put away my microphones i'd uh, I probably had a bunch more crystals out here on the table too at some point, mm-hmm. but I only resurrected a few of them. I'm looking at all the dust on my my stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm, my house is dusty. Cleaning house just is not a big priority in my life. Uh, I don't like get I don't like to get yucky, but uh, I don't run around in dust very often. So what else is up? Uh, just in, just enjoying this. If you would have, um, you guys just keep coming around. Um, you guys, uh, you don't give me a choice but to be available, uh, which is a beautiful sentence today. Um, you guys have been coming over for a big book study for the last year and a half. Yeah, uh, 11 o'clock on Tuesdays. Started getting together on Tuesday mornings and reading the big book chapter by chapter. Yeah, and all uh, the way through cover to cover. Oh yeah, cover. That's what we call it, cover to cover. Uh, it took us about a year to get through the big book, and uh, kind of neat uh, to learn to hear it out loud. Yep, especially it is great. Especially, I mean, if it wasn't for a meeting like that, I would have probably never ever been able to say that I read all the stories in the back of the book. I the really only reason it. I can say that is because I went through a meeting that was doing the same thing back in early sobriety. I really enjoy when you told me that. And uh, that hit home hardcore because reading this stuff out loud and then anyone can interrupt at any moment whatever's on their heart and they can just say, hey, and just start speaking on whatever we're talking about. No interruptions. And next thing you know, we're 20 minutes into a discussion and the yeah. whole entire, you know, it's between six and 12 people show up and the whole entire room is just like, next thing you know, everyone needs a winter coat because it's chilly in there because everybody's getting down and dirty. And, uh, yeah. And uh, that's a thrill. And uh, so we're in the 12 and 12 now after we finished the big book. And the back of them stories real quick is that there's a whole lot of banter and phrases that are getting thrown around AA that I just thought were cute little phrases. And it turned out when I read that book, you, the, there's a whole bunch of them come from those stories back in. You know, we everybody does the acceptance as answer, the acceptance one. And we're all kind of familiar with that. But there's another ton of them 
spread throughout those stories. And although I can't go back and find them, uh, it, it anchored some of that stuff to the book in my head, which was good for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it's wild because I was like, oh, that's. Oh, that's why I'm. That's where to that see. came yeah. from. That's where it came from. Yeah, it's uh, people weren't just out making shit up. <laughs> right, right, right. And uh, and I'm like, is he beating it home on me again? You know, like because I got I'm a little stubborn. You know, I got to hear it again a few times. But I like how Scott Lee says, uh, uh, someone keeps breaking into my house, and I'm probably not gonna get this verbatim, but he says, I don't know what happens. You know, I've been doing this for a minute. You know, almost 35 years or so, and someone keeps breaking into my house and. They keep adding new stuff to my big book every time I look into it. And I, he's like, there's wet ink in here. And uh, I really enjoy that phrase. Yep. It seems like when we read it out loud or uh, especially when I'm reading with a with a sponsee or, or I'm just looking at it, you know, all of a sudden I'm like, was that in there before? Or just, And that's the beauty of this. Just maybe just with, with people like you in my life and just with the connection, maybe I can just keep learning. Yep. And things I've read a hundred times have new meaning you know, <laughs> where I'm at with my life today. You right. Know? Uh, I know it was, you know, I beat around about that miracle list for a long time, you know, and I was doing saying that from the get go because these miracles were actually happening in my life. And I really do have a miracle list. And then boom, one day I'm reading that with a sponsee and it says, Bill says in Bill's story, my ideas about miracles were revised right then. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it, bang, you know? <laughs> like, Hey, you know, look at that. And then the night that Toby come over here to do step work and we were on that, we were in there as a solution. And Toby, there's two times in me and him work together that he come in and he pins me. He says, I know where you got that. Mm-hmm. He, that's the way he comes in the door. And I said, what are y'all doing? Ross. You wanna go to stay night at mom's? Yeah. All right, you remember Ross? Hey, how are you doing? Hey, Ross, how are you? Hey, good to see you. It's been since GE since yeah. I saw you. Hey, yeah. are you still there? Glad to see you. No, 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 I got back in my old business. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, gotcha. yeah, awesome. which is cool. I'm still there, but I'll- Happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. Hi, Chris. Hey. I'm going to shoot bows at noon with some AA guys. And that's all I got on my docket tomorrow. Y'all just got recorded. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Love you. Um, he said, I got you. Back to Toby. And I'm like, you got me what? And he said, I know where you got that. And I'm still lost. I'm going, got what, Tope? That, that one, two, I am one, two thing. <laughs> and I was like, why, why don't you tell me? And he got in the book and he turned to the back of that and it said, you know, uh, that you may wish that, uh, you may say, I am, I want, I, I better get the book out, but to, to, to quote it correctly, um, Yes, I am one of them too. I must have this thing. <laughs> and it was another one of them bell ringers, ding. And I was like, Toby, I did not. Maybe subconsciously I did, but I did not take that and turn it into that. It was just something that happened organically. And the other one was, is when he come and he thought, he said, he thought he had me pinned on my religious affiliations. And uh, he said, I got you something. I got you figured out now. 
I'm like, yeah, I hope. Well, shed some light on it because I'd like to know a little about me too. And he said, you're a follower of Jesus Christ. And I was like, I like him, but I don't know that I would consider him that. And he said, I can tell by the way you pray. And I go, well, not exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm a fan, but uh, I will, I'm not to the point that others might use that same terminology. But uh, those were a couple times when the words in the, or the two times that Toby nailed me and a couple times when the words in the book that I probably will never forget those times, the miracle thing and the I am one, two thing, uh, meant something new all of a sudden. And it's just real minor stuff. No mm -hmm. big deal, but had new meaning. Wet ink. I like that phrase. It's, uh, I, um... So we are in the 12 and 12 now. Um, and uh, so exciting. Like, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, this has been here the whole time. Like, you know, apparently I needed to see this today. And uh, we just hit the traditions, which are like, you know, in my mindset, you know, because, you know, uh, my little passenger guy, that's what I call my little ego guy. My, my passenger says, oh, I got to go through the traditions. You know, those are going to be boring. And I'm like, we're all afterwards, after the meeting just a week ago, we were like, this has nothing to do with what we thought it was going to be. Like every single person had the same perception of what they thought it was going to be. And it's so cool. It's so mm -hmm. juicy. Um, and then um, on Saturday nights, you guys show up again. I just started with one or two. And next thing you know, it's seven o'clock at night on Saturday nights. You guys show up again in my place. And Let's go to a meeting Saturday night. Okay. And then boom, bang, ding. Now it's a meeting place. And yeah. And you guys show up and uh, we have coffee and the pre meetings more, uh, just as fun as the meeting. And then you guys pick a place to go and, um, and, um, we just have a good time and we call that freestyle. There's um, not that many eight o'clock Saturday night meetings. Really? There's, there's You'd not. think that would be a hot spot. You I know. know. And uh, when the, the token cut out, that late night one, after COVID, um, it kind of stopped the other two before it, like running at 9 o'clock and at 10 o'clock. Mm. Um, I guess what I was kind of getting to there is that um, you guys, your imagination will be fired is one of my favorite sentences that Bill says in the book. You know, like, if you would have ever told me... <laughs> that I was gonna rearrange my life in a happy way. Let my employer know I can't be there Tuesday mornings and they're gonna to need to deal with it. Uh, I need to leave early on Saturday and I cannot work Sunday. And um, I'm gonna to need to answer my phone during the day because that's just what I do. But I won't let you down. Going into the job, right? Not already hired and them saying, okay, I would have never done that. Imagination of fire that I'd be excited to do that. And uh, I just really enjoy that sentence, you know, like the things that I thought that I would never, ever, ever enjoy. If you would have told me years ago, We're, well, this is what you're going to do on a Saturday night. I'd be like, you're crazy. crazy. Get out of my house. And it's the most joy I've ever had. It's another one of the Scott Lee ones that he pointed that I mean, your imagination will be fired. It's <laughs> one of the phrases he pointed out to when he when he was on the show. And I really do, you know, like, uh, and I'd never thought about it that way myself, but I could totally see how that could be interpreted as I'm going to have zero imagination from here on out. My <laughs> imagination is going to be fired, mm -hmm. canned, uh, given the pink slip. <laughs> 
no it's like fired up like mm-hmm. and he talked about it like a piece of uh, clay that's glazed and when you put it in the oven it just looks pretty plain and then when you fire it it comes out all kinds of beautiful colors mm-hmm. and, um, I uh, just I guess uh, the difference is uh, you know we've been working together I went through back through the steps with you um, which was a joy and um, it's nice to know that uh, we're not alone once you uh, once you get to the point you know the, the um, for me it takes pain you know not as much pain as it used to take <laughs> it takes a little bit of takes a lot of pain to uh, for me to understand what a price had to be paid even means uh, but once that happens and you and I get to a point sponsor sponsorship relationship um, with that connection all of a sudden we're the same anyway, pretty much. And next thing you know, we're just drilling down on our patterns, you know, the stuff that's defeating us. And today, the miracle of me knowing who I am is a miracle in itself. And uh, that I don't have to ruin something today mm-hmm. is straight miracle. Uh, but if you would have told me years ago that I need you to walk away from the world for a minute, stop drinking and drugging, and read some books and go hang out with some people and not drink and do these steps. And I promise you I'll take care of you. All your rent will be paid. You'll be never miss anything no matter what. But you're going to have to just stop every single thing you're doing. I would have never talked to you again. Yep. <laughs> and uh, not, knowing the, not knowing the end game of what today is, of the journey of that, was maybe the start of the trust. Because when I don't know what's going to happen at the end, because I got to know, right? <laughs> I got to know, right? Not so much today, but when I don't know in the beginning when I'm in here and I follow the lead with, with men like you, you know, just do this. Just keep around. Just stay. Just keep doing this. And it's going to work out. I can't tell you what's going to happen, but I just know that it's going to be okay. You know, that sentence, it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to work out. Just kiss, just stay is the hardest thing for me to see. Cause I want to know, I want to reap the rewards in a week. And uh, if you'd have told me that my life would be a hundred percent different and I would maybe understand the word love today. That's a whole different language. I never even knew it was a language. You know, I had an impression of what it was, right? Um, but I never knew that I learned some words today. So all the words I le- thought I knew are just about different today. Mm-hmm. Connection, trust, loyalty, respect, and um, love. I saw a commercial, they were interviewing some people about learning a language. And they said, what's the hardest word to say? And they were talking about in an English language, putting like TH together. And they couldn't say the th words, you know. And uh, and all of a sudden, and then the, the comment, the narrator says, "No, no, no. What's the feeling? What's the hardest feeling to say?" And then everyone answered, "Love." Hmm. I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, but the love I have for the for for my brothers and family and just people in general today is something that um, I'm not willing to give it up. So you say time went by quickly, right? It sure felt slow at it first, does. right? And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, it's been a year. It's been two years. You know, it's been, and um, 
just to be able to just to be able to be here like exciting to come over here and just feeling the way that toby was coming over here to tell you i got you i, got, I, I can see him driving here because i love Tob. i can see him driving here so excited to tell you i know where you got i am one to it you know and that that's like the imagination to be fire apart so. yep it is that is a good example no doubt you know when that see now when you talked about how hard it was for you to um hear that promise of trust and that it'll get better if you just do this and then like then we're cursed later with having to tell the next guy <laughs> and get him to believe that if he will just do this the easy thing for me today though is like to point out the examples because if they come to the spiritual underground they're going to see him and him and him and him and him and you like what you know and sometimes they come in and they talk about other people you know, they'll name people off, you know, and they'll say, man, I really like, you know, I really like you know, them guys you really like. This is what they did. <laughs> this is how they got that way. They weren't like that when they got here. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so trust this, you know, uh, we, we, we saw it in the eyes of the other men. You know, we, uh, what's the other one? The, uh, we saw that it really worked in others. Hmm. Those lines in there that mean more and more as I, as I read it. That's the cool thing about uh, doing step work with guys or, you know, your meeting. But I get it through mostly with my step work because I'm constantly going through the book. Mm -hmm. And when we do the read and underline, this guy's going to underline something that is going to be new. It's going to be wet ink in a sense, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, you'll see things that, that, that are not underlined in my book. And, uh, and and bring it to the table, and then it'll uh, there'll be meaning created with it with me. Mm -hmm. It's constantly going over and over it, but you can't. You know, it's a tough sell. It's a tough sell to tell people to trade in that old life for this unknown new one. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a bunch of bullshit, right? <laughs> There's no way what you're telling me can be the truth. I really enjoy how uh, Christopher uh, combines the breakdown and has a little some new avenues as well about some eight. My favorite step is eight step, which uh, I never thought that would be my favorite step. Uh, somehow or another allows me to walk in the world. I think you might say something close to that too. It allows me to open the door without reserve and walk outside. Um, somehow or another. I don't know how I'm forgiven for that. I have no idea how it works. I'm not going to argue with it. Um, but, and then, um, you know, trying to correct the best we possibly can for the damage we've done with, uh, with almost such a recipe that we're not going to hurt anybody during that amend time. Worst thing I possibly do is reoffend someone and just let them know all the things that they already know. You know, and that's one of the most important things. They yeah. they pretty much know everything. They yeah. they'd they'd love to hear it you from you. To, you have to own it. Mm -hmm. You have to own. It. I'm gonna top my water out real quick. I got too much ice in it. My water goes way too fast. You can talk. Um, I'm killing the water. Yeah, because you just started like getting back it. in it without. No energy drinks and no 
nothing oh, else. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty much a sole coffee, I mean, sole water drinker, no coffee. I'm, I'm whittled down. I still like some sugar here and there, man, and I'll get me one of these body armor drinks because I was chugging the Gatorade for a while, but I'm trying to cut down on the high fructose corn syrup and uh, that kind of stuff. And body armor has cane sugar. It's that real sugar in it. And uh, instead of chemical sugar, that's a whole different point. But uh, oh, and now you I would say I, uh, I still have a drinking problem. It's just not liquor anymore. <laughs> it's not alcohol. I drink a lot. And I know it's good for you, right? You can't drink. Nobody can drink enough water. Everybody's running around dehydrated. Everybody. They say you ought to drink two gallons a day, really. Golly. There's a formula for how much you weigh and da-da-da, but uh, I should drink two gallons of water a day, and I kind of do, I think. That's pretty good. You quit drinking uh, energy Caffeine, and, yeah. And it really was, a, the caffeine was an accident. It was more of knowing that that was something that was bad for me. And... Mm -hmm. And it happened back in deer season. I took, you know, a couple, 12 packs of them down to cabin with me. And uh, I got home and I had a couple left and I drank them. And then one morning I got up and I had something going on. Bumped the microphone. I uh, had something going on and I just didn't drink one that day. And I, later on in the day, I was, I was a little out of gas, but I was busy. So it didn't matter that much. And, uh, you know, the bedtime came and I didn't have one today uh, what? Huh? and tomorrow I got up and did that again and then before long there was three or four or five days that I hadn't drank one and I said well I guess I've quit those things now I've, I've grabbed one since then it's not that I've had zero since then but it then started not tasting good I didn't even wasn't attractive anymore so I guess it was removed from me somehow or another that one of those words. Yep. It's uh It's nice to uh to know that um that there's a newcomer. I was just thinking about uh, there's someone out there like, you know, maybe we reach one person, you know. I remember when I first did the podcast, I said, "Oh, I'm open up 10,000 people, you know, I was like all jumping for joy. I was like, Oh my God, I hope it's, I just want to help. You know, and it's like, you're just so, you're so juiced up, you know, like, Oh my God, that's so cool. I actually get to do my story. And, and I'm starting to feel like even more of that again, you know, it's just kind of nice. Like knowing that, uh, somewhere out there, there's a me somewhere there out there. I don't know what it is. Maybe who knows, but somewhere out there, that little seed that was planted into my head somewhere out there someone's gonna get it from your podcast yep just keep on walking around quietly banging my drum if we bang it too loud they get you know that runs them off you gotta bang it at a level that's like what do you say yeah yeah I like what you said quietly cause you're right cause you can't sell it I feel like and I, I was selling you know well you can't sell it you're right. It's got to be your idea. It's got to be their idea. And then once they uh, obey was a good word that I learned. Um, still use that quite often. Mm -hmm. I used it the other night on a guy that called me and said, I just can't find a sponsor I relate to. Hmm. 
I said, well, <laughs> let me tell you a little story about that. <laughs> My favorite guy says that he didn't need somebody he could relate to. The guy he could relate to sat on bar stools till two or three in the morning, woke up in the morning without having, with his eyes shot and puked by the toilet, didn't know where it come from, coffee tables broken. Uh, those are the guys I could relate to. I needed somebody I would obey. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a piece of it. I mean, it is. That's something about the respect level. Like, I see that in parts where, like, if, because I have, hold a great deal of respect for my sponsor, and I believe that has to be in place for the relationship to work. And, uh, and it's not a you're better than me kind of respect, it's more of an honoring type of respect and uh and sometimes i've had sponsees that i could see didn't have that respect and you could tell you know it was part of one of the signs real quick that this probably ain't gonna work out (laughs) Uh, and and you know and if you sometimes like call them on it in a sense then they begin to think that you're doing that uh holier than thou you know better than they kind of thing you know and oh man it's just one of these weird dynamics that's got to be in place in this thing man uh you you know you come and ask me to sponsor you so uh maybe you ought to let me do that yeah and uh you know and 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 my life's going just okay so you know you came to me um then argue about what or you know i want to i say block and parry i say it all the time but it's like having a shield on one arm and a sword in the other <laughs> and that's the block the block is the shield up when they hit you and the parry is the reaction with your sword. That's what you do. And sometimes it feels like you're block, you know, you say, well, what do you ever think about? <laughs> <laughs> it's that parasite you talk about that hijacks you. Yeah. Um, you, uh, I really enjoy when you say that, like, you know, I got that from uh, Paul Hederman is the guy's name. How does it go exactly? He talks about this acting just like a parasite. And there's actually a couple uh, examples. There's a few, half a dozen. I can't pull them all out of my head, but actual examples in nature. One of the big one that I always remember is a toxoplasmosis that cats get. Uh, And it gets, toxoplasmosis can only complete its life cycle in the belly of a cat. Hmm. And somehow or another, that parasite ends up affecting a rodent you know, God made this system work. And when that rodent gets that in his head, it hijacks his operating system and makes him not afraid of felines anymore. It makes him not afraid of cats. And I've even heard that makes him attracted to the smell of cat piss. Huh. And they will come out and get their little asses ate by that cat. And it really wasn't that the dumb mouse went in there. The toxoplasmosis parasite had hijacked his operating system and got him over into that cat's belly because that's where it needed to be to complete its life cycle. Mm. And I don't know if alcoholism is quite like, sometimes I wonder if it's not something that's like like a real parasite. You know, some of those movies, The the Last of Us, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fungus. You know, that makes me think about alcoholism. You know, it just comes up out of the ground to people. That's probably my son coming home from work. I think so. Um, a lot more traffic at the Reeves residence nowadays. <laughs> Good uh, for you. Yeah, miracle, yeah. miracle, miracle, miracle. Um, and another one does a similar kind of thing to a uh, 
to a caterpillar and it has to do with birds and it's the birds and the caterpillars and the caterpillar gets taken by this parasite hijacks his operating system and he climbs up a tree and sits on his stick and wiggles and basically just waves down a bird because he needs to he needs to get that bird's belly to complete his life cycle and then it goes through their system and they drop the droppings it comes out in the bird's droppings and then it's back down on the ground again for the next caterpillar to end up stumbling through and that's kind of the way the toxoplasmosis thing happens mm -hmm. as well and although it's not exactly just like uh, when silkworth said this acts like an allergy that's not exactly right either and that's one of the things we can't really say what this is right nobody can do an mri on you they still can't do a genetic code on you and say that guy's going to be an alcoholic like there's some markers and stuff and some different stuff some sciences like creep in that direction but uh alcoholism is that you know like bill knew it then back when he wrote it right mm -hmm. cunning baffling powerful and uh and this thing does it hijacks your operating system and makes you act contrary to your nature because you sure as hell when i was four years old i would have never been slipping into people's houses stealing their medication <laughs> right well that was never something that that i was ever set out to do the parasite hijacked me and that's when you see and we got examples around us the newcomer mm -hmm. he comes in he's hijacked and yeah it's hard to give him that latitude you know to say because i still have a little problem like you know stupid newcomer <laughs> but it's not hijacked newcomer to be more accurate i uh i've never i haven't met i've never seen and 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 i'm grateful to know quite a few people today uh by by just sticking around and enjoying this life um i haven't met one i haven't met one person i really enjoy i haven't met anybody that has done this done the work done the work legitimately with obeying with giving up the power with letting go finding their own i can go on and on and on all the all the things that we suggest that you do that work for us and finishing the steps i haven't met one person their life is not extremely better I just haven't and and uh if this wasn't better then i would be doing something else yep um and it's it's, it's wild because i've known i've known you from the beginning when i was super hijacked <laughs> and i wasn't going to hear anything for those few months and you guys you guys stuck with me um and you for, kept coming back and it was because of uh of, of the the love and the hope you guys kept giving me and i saw your lives getting better and their lives like maybe they are real you know and uh the message that i can that i, that I like to give is that uh, uh i was i then and still can be just as insane doesn't last as long um was a complete mess and a every single thing that i had today is because of AA. Every single thing. Um, and I have to say that like the phrase that I really enjoy is that recovery wins every time. And it might not be exactly like what you think the win is, but when you find out what the win is, it's a super win. 
That's but, uh, you know, there's some reports in marriage where you look that like the dismal success rate in 12 step recovery, you know, some places that's reported like 3% and 8% and this kind of thing. And Scott Lee, once again, in one of his talks, he talks, he says, you know, he believes it's a hundred percent. They're wrong because if you will work these steps and practice these principles in your daily lives, and all of them, that means sponsor people. Mm. That means, mm. you know, everything. Pray, meditate, <laughs> uh, do regular four steps, which is what 10 is basically asking you to do on a daily basis and on a annual or semi-annual or whatever that you and your sponsor find the need to be. If you actually apply this stuff into your life, it's 100%. He said, I've never seen anybody go back out that, and he runs through the stuff, you know, and he, he wraps it off, but you know, and, uh, in that thing, he's saying sponsoring other people. And I think that's what's key really. 100%. It's, uh, Chris, uh, Travis said it at meeting the other night, you know, he said, you know, it's plain to see the guys whose lives are going much, much better are working with other guys. The guys that are stagnated are not, you know, and you see them. And, and that's a little bit of a crisis, like a vicious cycle in itself too, right? Because uh, you don't attract sponsees if you're not on that upswing either. So the more you sponsor, and I know that's exactly what happened to me. Mm -hmm. I started sponsoring people early. Christopher had me sponsoring people. I didn't even think there were so many things that I didn't even think were a choice. Right. When I started working mm -hmm. with him, these things became not options. Like in the first time I got into the program in 2011, everything seemed like an option. You know, I could either do it or not. <laughs> and, uh, and when Christopher, like uh, I say over and over again, like when it was time to do amends, you know, I got people, I have trouble getting them to do amends. And, uh, but when I, when I was with Christopher, it didn't seem like it was an option. It didn't, it was, we was going to do them. <laughs> You're going to do them. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I tried that, uh, but I didn't know I had an option in sponsoring people. You know, he handed me a dude basically, you know, almost had him by his hair and said, here, this guy. <laughs> and, uh, a few, a few of my early sponsees came from his groups cause you know, he, for whatever reason, because I live in Indiana, there's some relatable thing for other guys who live in Indiana. It is nice and convenient uh, to sponsor guys that live around here. Like Eric just lives. I could walk to Eric's house. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it makes it really easy to get together and work together. Nice. And, you know, it just makes it so damn convenient when you're just not too far away from one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then also I got sponsee. I can call most anytime I need, if I need somebody to grab the other end of something and help me carry it. And it's not a real problem for him, right? Mm -hmm. He's just right around the corner. So that ends up putting you together more, right? Uh, but the first few guys, and matter of fact, uh, this guy, this one guy, my very first guy that Christopher had ever hooked me up with, we'll call him Brian, cause that's his name. And, uh, he has been in contact with me all the way up until just the other day. I got a message from him. And that, that was when I was six months sober. I was still had an ankle bracelet on my leg and everything. Uh, that guy had to come to me to do work because I couldn't. That's one thing they wouldn't let me do. Right. Uh, uh, not leave and go do it. And uh, 
and he still contacts me. There's been two times that he contacted me when the retreat was going on and I was sitting at the fire where you don't get any text messages and get a text from that dude in two different retreats while I was sitting around the fire at Pardo. And just, 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 I can't text him back or anything, but it come through. And he, uh, the, I should look at it the other day. And I won't say his last name, so I ain't going to break his non-anonymity since he's not in the program anyway, right? I'm pretty sure I know who he is. I don't know. You might have met him. He's he's actually showed up now and again. I can't remember if he... Uh... Nope, it was a text this time because you know how we do today, right? we got all these avenues people can... Uh contact you I love you hmm. that was one text the next one was Chris was wrong I wouldn't commit suicide I strive to look like you or at least handsome depression sucks though hmm. still trying at some level and you know it's the first guy I ever sponsored and I still when was that Sunday was the last time I got a message from him. Nine, eight and a half years, I guess, ago. Still knocking at the door. You read Sam Shoemaker's poem, I Stand at the Door? Hmm. Really? It's on some, uh, it's on some, uh, speaker tapes. And, uh, I think you had to, there's a few things, and if you don't put Shoemaker in it, it doesn't happen. The Jaywalker. Yeah, I've seen that. The site, The Jaywalker? Uh, this just happens to be on there. By Sam Shoemaker, Shoemaker, who was a Oxford group dude, right? And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I stand by the door. I neither go in, I, ne I neither go too far in nor stay too far out. The door is the most important door in the world. It's the door through which men walk when they find God. There is no use in my going way inside and staying there when so many are still outside and they, as much as I, crave to know where the door is. And all that so many ever find is only the wall where the door ought to be. They creep along the wall like blind men with outstretched groping hands feeling for a door, knowing there must be a door, yet they never find it. So I stand by the door. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. Gives me chills. Nice. The most tremendous thing in the world is for men to find that door, the door to God, the most important mm. thing that any man can do. It is to take hold of one of those blind groping hands and put it on the latch. That latch that only clicks and opens to the man's own touch. Mm. And it goes on and on. As men die outside the door, as starving beggars die on cold nights in cruel cities in the dead of winter, die for want of what is within their grasp. They live on the other side of it, live because they have not found it. Nothing else matters compared to helping them find it and open it and walk in and find him. 
so I stand by the door. Mm. And I think that's cool as hell. And that's a good mm-hmm. like uh, analogy, right? I could go bury myself real deep in AA, you know? And maybe I ain't no good to the guys that's out there on the wall groping along, right? I gotta stay on that edge. Like Bill says, and somebody else said, I can't be so spiritually high that I'm no earthly good. Mm. I think that's a similar kind of metaphor. And uh, first off, Bob Darrell, you know who he is? A speaker. Uh, usually people go, you've never went in a speaker tape rabbit hole too bad, have you? Well, for a while there, over Bob D and Scott and... It's Bob D, Bob Darrell. Okay, I never hear it really go by the Darrell part, I guess. Well, I guess... Uh, I, I love Bob D. You know, I got Bob, Bob Earl, I got Bob Darrell, I got Bob, I Bob So when I got all these different Bobs, sometimes I add the name onto it. So on March the 17th to the 19th is the Appalachian Regional Roundup, and it's in Tennessee. Uh, Bob D is going to be there. Kent C, if you're listening to Kent, Mm-mm. he's good, really good. Uh, Amy D from Louisville, Kentucky. Don't know her either. Uh, she's the one that has the retreat next door to Jesse's place down on the river. How oh, cool. And you've probably heard of that women's retreat. I'm not sure, but Cindy goes, and it's kind of a, another one of them things where you hear about people talking about it. But that's a pretty power packed thing, man. Thirty dollars and thirty five registration is thirty and thirty five at the door. Wow, that's it. That's yeah, but you know, hotel rooms a hundred and a quarter. Still, uh, I don't know how far. Cheap. I don't know how far Kingsport, Tennessee is. I'd but say it was attractive to me hours. when I saw it. Huh? Four and a half hours. That's what like most of. Tennessee is <laughs> four hours and 47 minutes <laughs> but I saw Bob D and Kent C at the Indiana State Convention in 2016 and I was just a little more than a year sober and it was the very first thing I did at the cabin recovery wise was the Indiana State Convention was at Prince Lick and I talked to five or six guys, keeping it small, and asked if they'd want to go down and spend the weekend at the cabin, and we could drive up to French Lick and go to the convention. And we did. Uh, and Bob Darrell and Kent C. both were speaking at the Indiana State Convention that weekend. Is it uh, is it Bob that says uh, that um, he was in an uh, airplane? That's Earl. Earl, Bob Earl. Mm-mm. Earl H. is who the airplane crashed the airplane and lost his family. And wonder why he was saved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another one of my favorite speakers, mm-hmm. Earl H., but I don't see him talking anywhere anymore. Um, Kent gets, Kent's a black guy. He gets you all jacked up. And, yeah. And I, I, uh, uh, Really, uh, there's, he touches me when he talks. I went into the Kent C. rabbit hole at one point because I listened to him over and over and over again, man. Like I listened to that Scott Lee stuff over and over and over again until it's like drilled in my head. You know, mm-hmm. it's made me a better sponsor and mm-hmm. a better member of AA. All that wisdom, and that's what I try to emulate here. 
at a smaller scale, so to speak, is to keep these voices that are talking about this thing out there circulating. I you're, love, you're one of them. Well, thank you. Mm. My uh, love of speaker tapes. And I just dissolved myself into it in early recovery. I had to turn off my TV. Uh, you know, and I have to is one thing, but I chose to turn my cable service off so I could help pay for that ankle bracelet. And uh, I had attached most all music and sports to drinking. And uh, I needed something coming in my ears that was different. Made a decision to do something different. Accidentally, though, is organic. I didn't ever go, okay, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, but when I'd ride home and listen to some damn song that was latched on to some, because at, at the time I was still, like you'd hear some song that uh, would uh, anchor me to my disaster, the marriage that I blew up, you know, and that'd get me down, you know. So I was trying to find something and speaker tapes lifted my frequency you know it was always so i would sit at work and i was able to sit there just much like today where i can listen to something i can listen to something all day long most days and i would listen to uh you know probably six speaker tapes a day at work you know one hour things and uh and it rewired my brain it helped it was part of what helped to rewire my thinking brainwashed me I uh, can't tell you that I don't think I've ever listened not listened to a speaker to where every emotion wasn't involved you know and especially a tear came in my eyes and a bunch of laughter and a bunch of joy and a bunch of uh, gratitude and uh, it seemed to, to recenter there was about six seven months there actually I think while we were going through the work I was completely honed in on all the speakers that you would always send me and uh, you know I really enjoyed those yeah, you know, the Bobs and the I really enjoyed all of them and uh, yep. the Eskimo stories and DTM uh, Enterprises speaker tape service. And uh, I really enjoy what you said a minute ago about the um, the suggestion or I made a decision. Like every time I hear someone say I make a decision, like the word's totally different in my vocabulary today. Like I made a decision, you know. You know, we we made a decision, you know. Um, the sponsorship you were talking about—it just seemed like it was—it was something that was just normal. Or you said it's something that was going to happen. Your your amends were just going to happen. Um, it's it's nice too because when Christopher when was your is your sponsor and then you, he you're sponsoring your friend Brian, you know our brother, um, and that's what's been very big as well for me to see these 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 guys that I sponsor. And I uh, actually even sponsor a woman for almost five years now uh, who's like a sister to me. That's a, your imagination will be fired uh, family, you know, and uh, you see them sponsoring others and then you see their light, their eyes light up and you see there and it's like it, the, the thrill of just the, the lineage that rolls down that, uh, that that's another something that you don't want to miss either, you know, and um, you, I like what you said uh, about seems like the guys that are sponsoring people are uh everything's just working out better for them you know it's uh 
it's crazy because you know you have you have three or four guys who are supposed to call you at a certain time or you're supposed to talk to them here or there and one day none of them do it on time next thing you know you're like you know and now like hey man calm down it's okay ross right or and then the next day all four of them will call at the same time and all four of them will have something juicy or all three who knows right you never know and then the next thing you know, you're just like uh, i love this and it's just something about that centering and it always keeps me somehow, somehow connected and somehow the connection is why I'm here with you. Yep, it is. It's, uh, I mean, if you, uh, earlier you said, and you kind of alluded to it for a second and then we got it, it moved to another topic. Uh, but like if you'd have told me years ago, uh, <clears throat> that I was going to have this like number of friends that I have today. It's totally crazy. Uh, like the people I can actually, you know, and it, it, there's a, it's like the ripples in a pond kind of thing. You know, there's some that are inner circle and there's some that are next and next and next and next, but, and there's some that are pretty good ways out there that I maybe don't see too often, but when I do, it's instant. They are my friend, you know, mm-hmm. and then you instantly, boom, you, you got that kind of that secret handshake that we have in a sense with the knowing that we're both part of the same solution. And uh, you run into a guy and you ain't seen him for a while. Of course, the, the I'm actually not had this problem as much anymore of automatically assuming that I haven't seen you in a while. That's a bad thing. Mm. It just means I haven't seen you in a while. You know, a lot of times there's that air about when you ain't seen somebody for a while, they've been back out and yeah, or, or they're currently out because you haven't seen them for a while. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I've yeah. noticed that's not been my knee jerk reaction lately. It, it can be like I usually it's this crystal ball. It's the radar. It's the AA dar. But usually when I bump into somebody, I can I know if they're still in or if they're not. Yeah. It seems like maybe that's as as our as a, it's as a fellowship grows over mountain among us, you know, that it, it just gets larger and larger. I think years ago, like, oh, where is John? Up, oh, I haven't seen him in a minute. Yeah. He's got to be he's got to be drunk. You know, that's the first reaction. You know, like I like what you say because maybe that that's that might be coming through my mind too. Like, hey, I'm there's might be going different meetings. It's just okay. And there's so many around here. Wish the best for him. I, I have that him. dynamic with my. Oh, I used to do a lot more recovery in Southern Indiana, and almost all mine's in Louisville now. And when I go to an Indiana meeting, you get those funny looks. That if are you back yet? Are you back again? Yeah. Or, or what? Uh, so I've actually made a point. Like I have a men's. There's there's a half a dozen men to get together every Thursday and have lunch over here someplace. And I try to keep my face in that on a semi-regular basis. I can't go every week. Uh, and sometimes I can go a few weeks in a row. Sometimes uh, sometimes Thursday at noon, uh, I'm available. And sometimes Thursday at noon, I'm not. But I do enjoy it. And I do, I don't know, it's a little bit of a accountability. I want to make sure that my paddle's still in the water. I'm I'm still out here rowing. It's a it's a good group of guys too that you go see. Yeah, and uh, I guess speaking, I don't of, think any of you know, I don't know how many of them listen to this, but that, 
none of them got what we got though and, and you know the spiritual underground is i guess that's what i was gonna it's an anomaly uh, it was the only place that could reach me, you know, like, um, it's funny, dude, because now, like, my, my head wants to say, oh, I got to listen to my story. I got to hear it from years ago, you know, like, you know, it's like some of the stuff I'm going to say, like, when I listen to it, I'm going to think like I knew what I was talking about, you know, or something. I'll be like, oh, my goodness gracious, you know, and I'm like, who is that person today, you know? whoa you know like but i'm excited though because uh but uh so as we spiritual underground was the only place that uh that um only place that worked i don't know it's the only place that um guys were know, walking around to have what you wanted yeah and i and um and it's the only place that i could see that uh maybe they were i was honesty that was actually they're actually really doing doing something right they're doing something good and uh they're not fighting the current anymore you know, and I and, the, and they didn't have pain. You know, and uh, they looked like everything was. Uh, they were just doing things, and they looked like they were happy. And it's the first time I might have seen some happiness uh, in a really long time uh, without you know chemically induced or alcohol. Yep, and there was consistency with it. Yes. You know, next week they were the same, and next week they were the same. And exactly. Next week they were the same. <clears throat> and um, yeah. It's uh, it's something it's a bit uh, like. Have I hit this group on just a good night or what? Right, you know? right, 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 right. Yeah. I'll come back next week. It won't be this good. It's uh, it's something you don't want to miss. You know, it's uh. Bill said, "We know you will not want to miss it." Love that, love that so much, so much, uh, so much in the book that uh, just makes sense today. Um, and uh, you know, maybe there was a couple of seeds planted years ago, and I was doing this for the wrong reason. And uh, today, you know, I, um, I, uh, I, I don't do it. I do it for you. I don't know how. Somehow, or another us getting together like this. Somehow, or another one on one. No matter what, um, when uh, when when the eyes match. You know, the face goes, the time stops. Um, especially when you're reading with a newcomer, you're doing a, especially a fifth step, oh my goodness gracious, or a third step, or you're going over a men's or something. When those moments happen, time stops. And all of a sudden, they're, 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 you have these feelings of like love, laughter, financial security. You have a lot of other feelings that come through. But there's something about that connection time when there's one-on-one -on -one and both people are in that moment and you can feel some type of different presence. And you're like, oh my God, this is why I am here right now. And uh, it seemed like any better drug than I ever had. And uh, I can't buy anything better. Yep. It's a, you know, there's a Russian guy that wrote the book on the flow state. And when you're doing step work or you're doing these certain things, you hit that state. And I hit it. Mm -hmm. You know, we hit it in other things. I'm out in the shop in the wood shop, and I hit that state where the world ends, except for around me. And when I'm working doing step work, or you know, and it happens to me when I'm doing these podcasts, uh, it just becomes. It's. I think it's also a parallel to meditation. I think that's why we practice mm -hmm. meditation, is to help us get into this spot. You know, and like they used to do yoga to help them get into meditation. That was a, those two things were you, you you couldn't sit still, so you stretched yourself all out and you did all that 
unwinding so that you could sit still in meditation. And uh, what that Sam Harris talks about, you know, if you can't meditate, then you can't sit and enjoy a sunset because those two things are the same thing. That is sitting still, just enjoying what is happening right now. And uh, you know, that's what we try to do meditating is to be just okay for a few minutes right now and just shut everything else off. Um, that's always, I don't know, there's funny tangents, there's funny connections between what we do and things come to light and that, uh, like the value of meditation. And my meditation practice is off at the moment. I sit still for quietly for 10 minutes every morning. But, uh, like I used to sit, do that for long periods of time. Mm -hmm. And uh, when anybody asked me to meditate, like if there's something to do where we're going to go somewhere and meditate, I used to be jacked up for that. And like today, I'm not. I don't want to go meditate. I'll meditate alone. Let's go do something. I don't know what the difference is. Uh, I like what you're saying there because I think this kind of ebbs and flows a little bit. Like what I, what you don't what I won't miss is the prayer in the morning. You know, we won't miss our prayer work. Uh, and I have and, some stillness in my morning. Right. And I just, just don't know that it's meditating. Right. I probably like, you know, most people would say it's not because I'm just sitting still for a few minutes. When I used to, when I first came in here, I thought you had to float and, you know, Levitate. put one angle, one, you're crossing your legs and my ankle had to hit my ear. <laughs> or, you know. And I've had some really trippy, <clears throat> I've had some really trippy uh, experiences meditating in, in a group. Usually, usually I have to be around other people, which gets back to that connection thing. Like, was that part of it as we were meditating together is why I got where it went. Uh, I know I used to always hold crystals mm -hmm. and they would get really, really hot. I mean, hot, like when you hand it to somebody else, it was hot enough that it was like felt hotter than body heat. You know, it would be hot to the touch and it can't get hotter than I am. Right. There's no way something that I'm holding on to can get hotter than Dan is, but it would feel that way. And I don't know what that's about. Uh, I remember the first time I had a guided meditation where the person in the room actually vocalized the guided meditation. It was a live human being in the room that day. I floated off the pillow. Heck yeah. Uh, there was something about that, that, that just jacked me up over cause we were doing them on TV and recordings and stuff and sitting and listening to guided meditations, which was good. And it taught me to meditate, to be honest. And it was prior to my current sobriety date, actually, you know, it was back when I was trying to get sober, when I was pretending to be sober, pretending. I was going to that meditation meeting. Dog man Dave. I was pretending that I was sober there. That's uh, I lifted off the ground like that, like that with Dogman Dave doing a guided meditation. Twenty five people in the room, and he took me above the token club, and he took me up in the sky, and I was with him. Um, I like what you said. Medita uh, meditation brought my mom, my my when my family passed, um, brought my family back to me in meditation. Meditation saved my life, made me a believer, and uh, it's such a strong practice today. Do I like what you said that you don't always do it? You know, I don't always do it because I'm saying I'm gonna meditate. 
Yeah, I'm like meditating all day. Kind of, I'm kind of meditating all day, man. Yeah, at some level. We're, I think we are right now. I mean, unless all of a sudden my mind will pick up this rock for a second, boom, it's gone. But I'm just focusing on you, yep. and all of a sudden it's back. But I think the newcomer needs to actually take that time every day. One hundred percent. In practice, like we did. Like we did. I mean, a, because I have had a meditation practice today. I don't really have a meditation practice anymore because right. pieces of my life are meditation. Working part of the mind, in a way. I take a nap a lot of days, and that feels like meditation to me. It starts that way. I use meditation technique to go to sleep at night and to take a nap. I calm myself down, I clear my mind, I breathe. And uh, you know, sometimes my naps aren't really, I know that I never went out. But I, but I achieve some deep rest state that oh, yeah. does as good for me as either meditation or the nap. It does that for me. I get the benefit. I feel it when I when I rise. I uh, I enjoy that uh, the idea of um, the third step, the seventh step, and the next thing you know, on a nap or a meditation, third step, seventh step, and. I might just fall right to sleep just then. Boom. Gone. Wake up refreshed. It could be 12 minutes. Somehow or another, my body stepped out of there and whatever my heart and mind were doing at the time was exactly what I needed. And uh, based on what you guys have taught me, that's prayers work on that. If there's something that I could ever bring, my goal, if there was a goal, is um, I heard the best teacher was the one that made it your idea mm -hmm. and uh so as long as it's my idea i'm gonna do it you know so today with uh as as we move forward if i can just figure out how to allow the people that are fighting this or the people that are not giving themselves to what it is a simple program what i didn't even think it was is that if i can just help them make it their idea <laughs> and next thing you know their life might be saved because that, that's what it's all about that's a leadership tool across the board to uh, get people to believe it's their idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or have if they've got some say in the matter. You know, we were going. You were going someplace a minute ago about this. Uh, I do it for you. You said I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've said this before, but I I continue because I listen to a ton. I'm in a rabbit hole now of listening to these podcasts of these uh, elite soldiers that are in over the past 20 year war and the wild stuff that they do. No miracle stuff. And uh, to a T they, all of them are not, they're not fighting because of some particular allegiance to the United States. That's not why they're doing it. They're doing it because of that guy and that guy, the guy on the right and their guy on their left nice. is why they're out there fighting. And I continue to see uh, uh, in recovery, in 12-step recovery specifically in our group, I'm sure it happens in other places, is that the only place I see the camaraderie that those men have after going through what they went through together, they have unbreakable bonds hmm. after that experience together. And, uh, and this is the only place that I see something. That's the closest thing I see 
to that kind of bond. You know, guys that play on sport teams, they might have it this season, you know, but next season one guy got traded and, <laughs> and you know, oh, maybe the whole team got busted up, you know. Uh, but around here we have this camaraderie where we're, and there is a piece of it, you know. I, uh, I sponsor a lot of guys. Uh, I don't want to fail them. Mm-hmm. I don't want to show up getting a white chip again. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm doing it for that guy on the right and then the guy on the left kind of thing uh, of how we, um, you know, what's interesting too, those guys come back from there with PTS. A lot of them will say, and it's kind of funny because this is related to us too, you know, how a lot of times when you're new, you're resistant to that disease thought. You know, sometimes that's the key for some people, right? Some guys, bing, oh, okay, I'm sick. I get it. Uh, but some people, were, uh, it's not. I don't, I don't know, man. I can't get, I can't get my head wrapped around this idea that I'm sick because I don't think I am. Um, so they resist. Some of them resist the D of the PTSD. They don't. Have, they have post-traumatic stress, absolutely. But I'm not going to say I got disease of that and um and they use these same techniques we use you know they all meditate Hmm. uh you'll hear them most of them have got some kind of idea about a higher power in their life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh self-reflection self-inquiry where they sit down and write stuff out uh they have to sit down and talk to somebody about what they experienced to heal you know and there's this this stuff and you just go well we do that yeah we do that we do that we do that it gets me into that thing of you know if they would do this if there wasn't the stigma and some of them deal with alcohol stuff but i rarely ever hear anybody there's one dude out there that is talking stuff and i'm like hmm nobody can see my face but i'm giving that quizzical look at him like because he talks about having had some disease uh some um substance issues and he his stuff is just way too parallel to the 12 steps to not be that 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 not his route and i I got a feeling that he's doing the anonymity thing and he's he's basically turned it into his program Mm -hmm. and now he's trying to sell it you know and you call me and i'll help you get your shit together oh yeah which is okay you know i mean because he'll he'll help some people some people will hear him and hire him and get better, and that's good. Who cares? And that guy funds his stuff. This dude was a Navy SEAL, and then he got fired from the Navy SEALs, and he went to the French Foreign Legion and got in the French Foreign Legion and spent his six-year enlistment term in the French Foreign Legion. And not too many people have done, maybe nobody has done both of those things. He is a certified badass. I heard that that's pretty heavy. Yeah. He tells the stories about going over, but, you know, he talks about his, what it used to be like, you know, in his little talks, (laughs) he talks about what it used to be like, and he'll tell you what happened, and then he tells you what it's like now, (laughs) and uh, that's interesting, you know, but there's also another piece of those guys that, you know, they do the uh, ayahuasca and DMT, and they go that direction and get their mind cleared. Uh, and are able to, you know, that's their springboard, like the 12 steps is our springboard, right? Uh, 
lots of stuff I'm into I'd have never been into. You said, you know, you said earlier, there's like one thumbtack at the top, and that's the 12 steps. And everything off of it is a big Christmas tree of stuff that's yeah. in my life, but it's all hanging by that one thumbtack up there. <laughs> there might be some other tacks in down lower and stuff, but they're anchored to that top thumbtack. And, uh, and for some people, those psycho heavy, psychoactive drugs like that, you know, not a, you know, usually one time only stuff, but every one of those guys too will tell you they talk about, uh, damn it, the word integration. You got to come home and do the integration work. So you just can't go do it and come home. It's like work, like I'm saying about the 12 steps. You just can't work the 12 steps and then say, okay, I'm good. Uh, and the same thing, you can't go over and do that. You can't go down to Brazil or Ecuador or wherever they go and do that and do it and come home and be changed. You have to come home and do inquiry work and like a uh, what looks like a lot like a fourth step and other stuff underneath of it you can't you can't there's no fix there is no fix for any of these human conditions it reminds me of a sentence that you say how free do you want to be mm-hmm. so and they continue to want to be free they want to be free of it and uh it seems like that's all that's all that we ask you to do but how free do you want to be and it's momentum building because you get a little bit of this, you know, you get this new taste of this freedom and you want a little more and yeah. you get a little more and you get a little, and you know, and it's, it's a snowball effect. It's, um, for, for us to, to be able to open up like the, like your, like your Navy SEALs to open up, talk about it, rely on something other than themselves, work through it trust get it out get the garbage can cleaned you know it's uh i uh and i and i I like what you said i think there's like forms of probably like 500 different uh recovery is recovery to heal the soul yeah out there you know and uh and and hopefully people will find out where it's best for them but I can tell you that this is the only thing that works for me. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and and together, we make it work. Um, and, and I still uh, think it's the simplest and most effective one. You know. I never see anybody else. I've interviewed people on this podcast, you know, uh, quite odd. Just went through a big stretch of people that came on the show and told me about their program. And... I, I don't I see holes in all of them compared to what we do there's something they're not that we're doing that they're not doing or that they're not squeezing all the juice out of it that's possible to squeeze out of it and most of a lot of them are a longer duration than what the origin the initial amount of relief you get out of the four to six month trip through the steps at the get go uh, that springboard nobody else has got anything that like does that that I've seen and uh, this works for me and I'm just going to keep I'm going to I'm just beginning I'm coming up on five years I mean I'm just in I'm I I've learned I learned who I was and I'm learning who I am daily and uh, I love who I am today Um, and uh, I'm just getting started 
I mean, uh, and uh, I cannot just wait to see what what another day brings. Yeah. Also, you know, see, like you said, I, I learned who I who I who I am, uh, and I'm actually learning who I can be too. Mm. Right? Yeah. There's that bright future. That's another thing about the other way of living and what I see. One particular loved one in my family is that you said the word hope earlier. That you know you got to have some bright outlook for the future. You got to have that. Well, why walk into the future if you don't, right? If the future looks like a sucky place, why do I want to go there? And this changes this. This allows you to have, you know, it gives you a positive outlook for what's to come. Because you see a dude who's got 10 years and he's got something that you want, right? And you just keep on walking, you know, you're always like, you got those examples out in front of you. I got those examples out in front of me that, uh, that continue to make this attractive and you want to stay in the game. You uh, you continue to wipe off my new pair of glasses, by the way, you you procreate around this world. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, have you ever told me that I would get, every all the family that passed away, they're all here. They come through me through sponsees, moms. They really they can't. No, it's there. They're here. You know, every family member that I held for so long because I was a little sensitive when people died in my 20s and my family passed away. And uh, I come to recovery to find out that I've been hiding it the whole time, yeah. shoving it down. Right? Yeah. You just didn't understand. You know, and uh, afraid no matter what, if I fall in love with you, no matter what it is, if I love you, you're going to die anyway. Uh, uh, so much fear of getting close to people that I run you off. Um, and today, uh, you know, as uh, I get sisters and brothers, and I have more family than I've ever had in my whole entire life. And mom, grandmother, aunts, they all come to me in different forms. And then uh, with any time that I want to talk to my mom or dance with my mom I can even still smell her and I see her exactly the way she did I can I can smell my grandmother's cooking and meditation it's just stuff that I would never believe you know and there's no way that that uh, with all your family being gone I should have a remotely idea of being happy but something about this work something about being okay with who I am today something about that trust and connection makes me not alone and that, that was the fear of being alone, being alone. And I don't have that fear today. And, I uh, like being alone almost to I a fault. I enjoy it, man. <laughs> um, you know, and, and, <laughs> and I'm never alone anymore, man. I, but I got a place I can go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I do that. And I use that on purpose. I will go out to Fargo to be, to get some solitude. We, uh, we. Used to we, never be able to do that. We're the best employers, you know, uh. Um, the, the new pair of glasses on uh, doing the two of my two favorite jobs ever, um, and um, uh, they're, they're not really even jobs today. The 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 best part that I can tell you that um, that about, and I don't even know if there's like one I can pinpoint, but I would say that the best thing about twelve step recovery. Yeah, I guess the best that yeah. I, you know, it's First hard to like pinpoint. We joke about that all the time. The other thing in here is that when Scott Lee says. At the third lead up to the third step, he says the first requirement be that you any that you be convinced that any life run on self will could hardly be a success, right? Mm -hmm. The first thing, and in a minute he says, uh, first of all, 
you have to stop playing God. Mm-hmm. So he says, first and then first. <laughs> and Scott Lee says, just like alcoholic, have multiple things in first place. But that is the way this is. There's so many, like the best things happen to be the best thing that hits you today at the moment. Right. So which was you going to go with that the best thing? The work? The job? No. Not a minute. Like one of the best things that I have is my job is not a job anymore. Right. It's not. It's fun for you. But I have a way um, I make money and make a living, but it's no longer a job. Um, the, I don't see it that way. It's it, you're help. You're you're doing something cool that you like to do. Um, I am not an entrepreneur in that sense, but I am having a lot more fun than I used to have at yeah, my job. Yeah, but you can be like this. Yeah, so, um, but your job stops being a job, and it starts being a thing you do. Yes, and I enjoy helping today. Almost by uh, nature, job is a derogatory term. Almost, I would have yeah, to say jobber. the um, is uh, my favorite thing would be that um, if something goes down, I'm going to be available, and I wasn't available before. Uh, the materials, uh, materials and finances don't run my life because it was everything to me. Mm-hmm. Um, if something goes down, I'm going to be there for you. And that, uh, that's something that, that accountability you were talking about earlier. And that's something that's very be cherishable be for, there for people. Yeah. And that's something that I, I always, and I not want something back. Like, you know, I, I, I don't know how it ha- I don't know how it happens or what it, what it means. Like, I don't know. I just want to be there. Let me, can I just listen? You know, can, can you just tell me what, what's going on and can I hear you? And then can I not tell a hundred people that, Oh man, did you know how cool I was? I just listen to him for an hour and a half. Cause I mean, that was me, you know, like I do something years ago and I need some type of, uh, affirmation. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so I guess, uh, I'm not so codependent on the suck. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but uh, everything is a work in progress. I would just say that uh, hopefully, who knows who's going to bounce upon on this uh, podcast. I love being on here and every time and I love listening to it. But if anyone were to, were to jump on here and you can't hear me now, it's okay because I probably couldn't hear me either. But if you can hear me, uh, I can't wait to meet you. And uh, we'll try to keep the lights on until you make it here. And... Um, Life, life happens, and uh, for some reason, life happens, and then we, you got a whole bunch of people around you that care. I just actually had never been really sick. I got pneumonia, and uh, apparently I had it for a while. And, um, you know, I still self-medicated for a little bit with some NyQuil and stuff like that, and I, um, uh, but which is not anywhere close to me. I used to be able to self-medicated with uh, pills from the doctor. Um, and, uh, while I was, I had pneumonia, um, I received so much love and so many texts, so many calls, so many people stopping by my house, so many people dropping bags off on the door with soup and bread and drinks and coming to visit me at the hospital. And, you know, it's like, why would I trade that and don't want anything from me? They just want me, they just want me to know that they're there and that they love me today, you know? And, and that's just something that's priceless. Yeah. I don't know if that came out right or not, but it's totally not to come out beautiful. It is priceless to know that like when you go, if I go, if I go missing a little bit, 
Mm-hmm. People are going to be looking for me. Hell yeah, we are. And you know, and we do watch each other. You know, I just when you were talking about that being that you're accountable today, right? You you're you're you can show up for people, right? You know, it's a you. Know, I practiced that. I couldn't do it. <laughs> right. I practiced it by sponsoring guys, and I started sponsoring a guy, and I started holding myself, you know, to this guy, and I don't know. It just this just landed on me about this another one of these funny things that happens as a result of this work in this program is that I told you the bur- the proverbial you that I'll be here for you right and then I have to be here for you <laughs> and so then when you call I might answer and you know and so then I do that and I do that and the next thing you know after I've done that a little bit I am that guy I actually am at first I had to make an effort to be that guy right yeah 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 but after working this thing and sponsoring people, it made me to be somebody people can count on. And, uh, and, and, you know, I remember you saying, and uh, you're like, hey, man, I, I'm just not trying to, uh, to be your sponsor and go through this work. I, 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 want, I, I want to make a friendship out of this. I, I, I want us to build, you know, and, and we already knew each other a few years, and I'd been through the work already, and um, I had some good sponsors, and, um, you know, I wanted that methodology. I wanted, I wanted to work with you, and uh, it's, the best, it's the best decision I ever made. One of my tools. Or God made. Yes. <laughs> Um, they're good tools, man. That's amazing. I'd be forever grateful to Christopher and Scott Lee and a whole bunch of other people because, like, I realized that you know, um, I have put a little bit of my own twist in this thing, and I kind of like shun other people in a sense now and again when they're, but I never have left anything out, right? I've never not. I didn't. I didn't take yeah. anything out. All I did was sprinkled a little. Like going to the cabin, doing a fist step, right? And of course, that's what you know. A lot of my sponsees are a little bit, especially when they first start sponsoring somebody, they want to do that for their guy too, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. It's just yeah. not really possible sometimes, you know, uh, to go someplace. You know, I knew one guy that for the first few fist steps, he uh, rented out an Airbnb, and he had the funds to go, you know, uh, someplace and have that overnight experience and and do that. But it's not required. But it was just something that fell to me, you know. So it does it does jack up the way I get to do the work somehow or another, you know. That definitely adds something to the experience. Uh, that I was just fortunate enough. God gave me that, you know. I, I no longer take credit for it. Like I've said before, that place uh, t- twenty four years ago when we built that thing, I had no idea what God's plan was, and you know. I do. I've seen what it was actually built for now. Um, hmm. But these are great tools, man. And it says, you know, and I'm kind of pretty plain with it with guys nowadays. I used to kind of shy away from the, this ain't in the book. Uh, and kind of just circle yeah, yeah, around yeah, yeah, that, yeah, you know, yeah. don't make any big deal about it. But I tell a guy now when I'm working, now this ain't, this God inventory, it ain't in a book. It's something we do. Yeah. You know? And various other kinds of, because like the, chapter on the amends got some holes in it that I'm not going to do anymore we're not going to stand up in front of the congregation and do our amends to everybody um, working with others got some stuff in it that I'm not going to do anymore uh, and so you know there, I don't know I didn't take it out of the book but I don't think 
that I'm going to sneak in your house and leave a big book laying around where you might find it. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of alludes to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Leave yeah. this book where he might find it. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with work if you're working someplace and just leave. I guess you might do that. Well, taking the book off the shelf. <laughs> yeah, taking the book yeah. off the shelf. But yeah, man, and I think it's, you know, I'm, in de- I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really devoted to this way of doing the work this way that I was taught that Christopher gave me and what basically the fundamentals of what's in the TSSR book. Uh, I don't like, you know, I'll keep my ears out when people start veering, right? What'd you do? Hold yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why are you doing that? <laughs> That's not the way we did it. I like what you said, available. Available came out of my mind. I am available to pass on your love you passed on to me to others and um when you were talking about that that came to my mind uh as part of me being available it, these words are so different like than i used to think what a word meant um, and i'm grateful to learn the, the language the language we have a language i believe it's, yeah, um, it's the language of the heart right yeah what a great sentence that just gave me chills yeah um you know my brain was so processed like a computer for so long and um Push button A, get result A. Programming Push A, yeah. B, get result B. Yep. Um, and recovery, AA recovery, doing this work has given uh, given an opportunity to bring who you guys always wanted out on the table. You know, like I, I was supposed to be this guy. You know, like I know where my yeah, mom's we get where to heart be was. Who we are today. And and I just couldn't be right. And then with this this practicing these principles that we learn together and we love maybe i can continue to be that guy tomorrow yep and, and uh, you're just wondering you know like i said the amount of changes happened you know will this happen again like i'm nine years you know at 18 or whatever you yeah, know yeah. will you be will you be looking back at nine going wow man i assume we will we fucking will if we stay if we stay here you know, the solution and keep doing yeah if we stay which uh for me it's death if not <laughs> it's, I, I, it's death inside yeah yeah that's what yeah, I, yeah. I explained to my guys when i'm in them parts of the book about the death sentences you know it's not necessarily that my heart's going to stop beating i don't know that that will happen but if this thing i got dies i'm i'm dead mm. walking dead walking dead to the 12 and 12 is a whole bunch of death threats in it yeah so we were Scott Lee thing. We were talking about that's you. a death threat. We were talking about you and death threats the other day. Oh yeah, yeah, I love your death threats. Uh, Travis and I were there, and, uh, and you get this. It's no joke. You get these sponsors. You know, that's one of the things I got that didn't come from Christopher. The one I the death threat I used in my sponsorship pretty heavily, and I beat on him when we hit it in the book, and that didn't come from Chris. That come from Scott Lee. I love it. It's sarcastic to me. Hey, man, do you think this might be something here? Because it sounds pretty, pretty heavy. Like you, if to drink is to die, so that that might be more than. Yeah. That's a Don't threat, <laughs> you know. And uh, so uh, I, I really enjoy. The, I'm sorry, <clears throat> still getting sober from that night cough with this, but uh, the the friendships 
uh, that we develop with our sponsees uh, that they just become friends. You know, once you Come once on, you best just friends, best friends and family. Like I, these men and these I, like these these men, these women, like they become best friends. Uh, you know, and and you you do some work together, and and they obey and, and they obey obey. They obey. It's it's such a it's such a heavy word because I'm programmed to to, to listen to you know the, the of what I'm not supposed to do and obey the teacher or you know and I'm doing something I'm you know. But that's and, a, that obey is when I said I didn't know I had any option not to do. Yeah. Amends, or I could skip some or whatever. I was obeying my sponsor. And look at you now. Yeah. And look at us today. But if you tell a guy like you know you're reading Bill's story and say, "Man, I'm gonna need you to obey me," yeah. <laughs> that'll go over real good, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <clears throat> I um, yeah, just enjoy it, man. Um, um, I can't wait to go back and listen to my your Owen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I had a couple people lately, like. Um, Max, you know, he said, "Oh, I won't listen to my own." Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I bet you won't. Uh, I don't. It's awful hard not to, if you get on a show and not to listen to yourself. The hard part's not to over critique yourself. That's the hard part. Almost everybody, or a big chunk of people, leave after their like their one year story, and then they. I feel like I. I feel like I did a shitty job. Yeah, like the no, whole man. Yeah, that's everybody though. We're like, man, I missed this and this is. And, and then they're uh, nervous, you know. And then we get to rolling, and it's like my favorite saying: the microphones disappear after a minute, and the guy we just sit here and talk. Oh, I'm gonna get in the car and be like, oh man, that sucked. And then it'll go away in like four seconds. I'll laugh and smile and say, "It's been fun it's to just me. It's okay. Me too. You know." And I, I was wondering, if there's any? Do you have any like questions that, for me? That. Uh, that uh, prayer I do in the beginning where I ask God to have us say what we're supposed to say. And that's easy. What's hard is trusting that that happened. <laughs> and it somehow becomes okay. Questions for you, huh? I don't know. That's a good that's idea, man. No, that's a If I had thought about that ahead of time, I'd have wrote some questions oh, down. It's, uh, uh, some people literally like those little question one podcasts that Christopher and I do where people submit I questions. I do like that. I like them too. They're fun. I, uh, I I enjoy that you guys just do it, hanging out, doing podcasts. You know that, and uh, even if I don't listen to all of them, I just enjoy the idea of when you that it when happened. I know that you did it. You know, and that that it's enjoyable for me to hear that. Like I know that they hung out, they jammed it out, they were in a, they were in a solution, and they had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know. It could be anybody. Yeah. But especially when it's uh, you know. Um, well, tomorrow's the Super Bowl. Very big in my life. So. And Christopher and I have been getting together and watching the Super Bowl together for the last few years. So I'm on a, I'm looking forward to doing that. And I could care less about yeah. the football game, to yeah. be honest. Uh, Super cool. Just hanging out. We'll have a good time. He asked me to make chili. So mm. I'm going to do that. And last year we ordered pizzas. Uh, and yeah, I just, like I said, I like spending time with guys. And you know, one of the things is, is our lives are so full, it's hard to spend time with everybody. You know, I do find myself uh, because of Travis and our my, our common interest in deer hunting and that, that kind of stuff. You know, I do find myself seeing him more often than some others. Uh, I tend to see Vlad fairly often. 
you know, it's tough to, it's tough, it's tough to, you know, another one of my favorite memes. I even made my own meme out of it. Uh, let's stop telling each other how busy we are. I like that. And I try not to say that, but my life is full and it's, it takes, you know, I got, I got a sponsee now that wants to spend more time with me. Nice. And it is nice. It's very nice. That's it's warms my heart that that's able, but I'm a little bit like uh, a little bit discouraged that I have trouble doing that of shoehorning it in of finding time. Now we're going to get together tomorrow. A bunch of us are going over to John's house and going to shoot bows. Nice. And just invent some reason. And I didn't really, I'll be honest, I wasn't too fired up about it. Uh, I got my gun rights back, and I'm thinking more of shooting guns than bows at the <laughs> Oh, yeah. The only thing I've been able to shoot for 10 years has been a bow. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, and now I got my gun thing back. But you know what happened? A couple guys has nudged me, right? A couple guys have said, now you're going, aren't you? Yeah, you're, you know, and they're, they're almost like I can't say no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And that's good, too. You know, I need that uh, sometimes to get me off a stop. I got some other things I could be doing. But nothing's that, nothing real important, but life is full. There's always something to do. I have something to do. It's, um, you know, and one of those things about you guys coming, or everyone, people coming over on Tuesdays and then Saturdays mm -hmm. and then the Sundays and then I see you guys Tuesday nights is that I find myself growing these connections, you know, and a lot of times it's the same, similar people and uh, a lot of them are sponsees, you know, because they want to hang out with their sponsor, you know, and I want to hang out with them, you know, mm -hmm. and and uh, it just keeps growing and growing, and I get that chance to see people, you know. It's like because how do you more and more and more if you don't see one another, right? You know, and if, if sometimes if I go like for years, I went to so many the meetings to go see people, you know, and I go to three or four a day, you know, and I see the same people, and I couldn't wait to see, you know, and um, and having having that time uh, that. Uh, away from a building you know inside of a house and you know or just those those connection times you know uh, i've always been looking for connection my whole life that discord has a video chat room and one day me and toby and andrew and bish were in it together and that's my my only experience with it but well, one of the ideas was is to have a standing 8 p.m deal to jump in if you want to hmm. and maybe nobody will be there some night right but maybe another night there's a dozen of us hmm. and you can like you know that ain't as good as face to face but it is a it is a coming together moment to build connection and I kind of I kind of like that uh, little piece of it is uh, intriguing to me uh, you know what I don't hmm. like about it Andrew has full control of it <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I want in I want my thumbprint on it man I started all that <laughs> <laughs> group me I didn't start group me but I brought it into existence in the spiritual underground you have uh, it's been a fun tool over the years you brought so much into our lives Thank you. 
Again, it's all been organic, just like your meetings at your house and that stuff. It's nothing I ever really planned to do. It just little seeds were planted and things sprouted from them. It's uh, when I logged on to Discord today, it said, Lieutenant, it said your name, just to let you know. It did. Yeah. And invited you. Yeah. I, I logged on to your you, Lieutenant Dan invite. Oh, did you? I oh, did, did I send so you I, an invite? I think everybody's logging on to Lieutenant Dan invite. Just, hmm. like, just wanted to make you know, huh. aware. I didn't know that. I know you can share it just like you can with, you know, you can share the link with people. I don't know. I didn't see anyone else's but your name hmm. on that 30 minute thing, logging on. Huh. Um, so. Don't know what that's about, to be honest. That's pretty. Good. Fully vetted on the group me and how it works and what it does and blah 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 and you know, but I'm still learning on Discord. I think I think you're the the man. Yeah. Uh huh. Maybe maybe, maybe, it on maybe and Andrew it. signed me up as uh, co or yeah. I think so. I think I was the first person he invited. He said something about doing it. And I said, "Set it up, brother." Yeah. Same kind of thing, like. And that's the way my sponsor did me, right? When I said, I have this idea, he said, go for it. Sounds like a great mm-hmm. idea. You know, I got this little chat group because I talked to him and I run stuff by him just like I was telling, I've said this a number of times over the last few weeks, you know. Uh, I don't tell Christopher what I'm up to, like in a way of going, or I don't, say hey man now there's once in a while I do I go hey man I got something going on that I need but we just touch base daily through the beauty of Marco Polo we touch base and I know what's going on in his life and he knows what's going on in my life so you stay that way and it's not you know he'll say oh yeah that thing you were talking about you know and he'll touch on something I said and I think you ought to do that and the other day I was talking about I went to Woodcraft which is over on Hurstbourne and I-64 it's one of them woodworker paradise show, stores it's kind of high priced but uh, kind of a wood nerdy kind of thing and they had new now hiring signs on the door because I've been thinking about getting oh, a part time job oh that's all you man and, uh, hell yeah well I don't want to drive to Hurstbourne every day no not every day I don't want an everyday job it said flexible hours it had all the words on it that <laughs> he drew you right yeah. in. And when oh. I, so when I'm leaving there, I'm Marco Polo on him. And it wasn't that I was saying something about that. I was just talking, right? Uh, saying what's going on in Dan's life at the moment. And he said, hey, I think you ought to look into that. You know, delve into that one. And so then that happens and that happens. And now I kind of have to, right? Because <laughs> I got to listen to the universe. I got to jump in the flow. And the flow is going that way. You know, and if I don't, you know, it's uh, another thing about like stopping the flow of what's going on. I got to be real careful about ignoring mm-hmm. those signs. Right. And uh, they might dry up. Huh? Following the signs and knowing where you're at. Because it's never let you down once you let no. go. All right. Yep. You start again. You start learning to trust that. It's like your miracle list that you talk about, you know, like all of a sudden you start going back. You're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. All these things happen, you know, like, yep. oh, my God, here's another one. Here's another one. Uh, why, why fight it? 
yep. working just okay for you. you know? It's always it's another thing like when a new guy is talking about what he wants to do kind of thing, and I don't want to squash dreams. You know, I don't want to say, but back in there, I'm like, why don't you just jump in the river and see what happens? <laughs> you give it a shot. Because I watch people, <clears throat> when you see some people now and again, will force something, and it won't go well. But other people just have these opportunities jump in the way, and... And that's the way my whole recovery's been. It's really been nothing I aimed at. I didn't aim to have a podcast. I didn't aim to have a wood shop. I didn't aim to be running around handyman. I didn't aim to have a ninja retreat. I didn't aim at none of that stuff. It just happened. I saw the, I used to call it post-it notes. God left post-it notes around. And I found them almost like an Easter egg hunt, except for there was no hunt. I'm not like searching, really. <laughs> I'm not like on a conscious. I keep my eyes open. I stay situationally aware, but you pick it up and it says, hey, retreat. Hmm. Maybe I should chase that note down. Hey. It reminds me of podcast. this sentence uh, that I, we can see through our ears and hear through our eyes today. Uh, I can't say I made it up because there's probably nothing. No, I'm not up. making anything up. I don't think I made anything up. I, even, I thought I made I am one too up. <laughs> and then he not. drove all the way over here and told you that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do enjoy the meditational part because I do think that's mine. I think that that's a message. I think that's about the only thing I have that that possibly could be. Say once again. Meditation. Uh, when, you invented meditation. What? What? I think that uh, the only thing that's probably mine oh, well, completely between I God and me I got you. I uh, is my you meditation. Anything other than that, I've probably heard it or I've thought it or it's, uh, and I'll actually, I'll act like I'm going to own it, but then I'll say, well, I didn't get that, you yeah. know, someone give me credit for it. Like, well, yeah, I didn't make that up. I guess I've been around long enough and I've said enough stuff that, that I start, things start getting attributed to me, like as Dan says, you know, yeah. like I, I just passing along with some you know what I got someplace else it's definitely another heartwarming thing and it's uh, it's definitely a good thing it's nice I feel good when that happens but I also feel a little humble when it happens yeah you know, like, hey, hey, hey. Uh, like you know somebody attributed to get to you know you know like, whoa whoa you know you I hear that everywhere I don't know if I've heard it anywhere else but you, by yeah. the way. I think you're going to own that one. I'm going to take yeah. the just, just, just okay, and you're going to take the get, to. Yeah, the, I'm just okay became a thing, just and just I don't a, yeah. it come from you. And I get to. That's one. I said that to a sponsor today. Get I to. love to get it winter early, and they tell me to have to do something. Because it is. It's just it's that thinking differently. I'm going to make a decision to think differently. And instead of having to do things, I get to do them. It's a huge little bitty thing. <laughs> Just how you perspective, perception, how you look at it. I've got to go pick up my kids today. Hey, dude, you were almost divorced not long ago. <laughs> you get to go pick up your kids today. Yeah. <clears throat> we um, we got to make sure that we don't wait, even though we talk all the time and I see you all the time. I don't want to wait another five years to come back. This okay. is a lot of fun. That's a deal. Yeah, we're almost at two hours, and we probably Are we really? tie a bow around it. 
I'm ready. All right. Got anything else you want to say to close it up? Um, We just do a little love fest. Tell each other how much we love each other. (laughs) I'll I'll do that. No problem. Uh, um, I'm teasing. But I do love you. And uh, it's just, uh, you know, that is something we have too, right? 100%. And I can accept that today. That's one of those miracles. uh, Because I know that of what in return I feel. Um, and out of the respect and out of the, I watch you, I watch you walk through the world, you know, and you listen, you know, you empathize, you have empathy, for, you know, every single attribute that we want to be today, as we're emulating it to each other, it allows me to be loved by you. Yeah. And it allows me to love. Um, and I enjoy the boundaries of that too, you know, with others today. Um, all of a sudden, we've in the first few months, or we start working the work, you know, and all of a sudden, I've become naive real quick. I love everybody, you know. I gotta save everybody, and I love everybody, and uh, that was that's painful, uh, in a good way. Um, but uh, yeah, I um, I wouldn't have my life in your way. <coughs> Excuse me, and um, I'm glad that uh, God put us together, um, and I think that uh, I'm just gonna leave, let God keep on Godin. And uh, I'm just uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, just uh, enjoy this ride, you know. Um, I um, I'm excited to, to celebrate here next month. Yep, and, uh, the big five. Got a couple of sponsors celebrating this month that I'll uh, be very grateful cool. for. And um, uh, pretty good list enjoy, for February. Man. Just enjoy the. Um, just enjoy uh, the the guy that that's here in this podcast that uh, got something out of it, knowing that um, that we were a part of it, and uh, stay. Amen. Stay. <laughs> Just stay. <laughs> so I'm gonna keep staying with people like you, Dan. Amen, man. Keep rounding up the troops and build more. Make it to where it's spiritual underground and so big it is attractive I'm scared of it getting too big but I'm not going to go down that pipe because we're about ready to wrap it up I just want to say I love you Christopher (laughs) love you Chris thanks man you'll hear it he's uh, my number one super fan hey if you're not having a blast in your recovery you ain't doing it right and just want to thank everybody out there for allowing Ross and I to participate in our recoveries in this manner tonight. Peace out. Always try to be just who they wanted